Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. One of NCAA men's water polo's best seasons in recent memory continues to excite as the once DEFCON 5 crisis mode USC Trojans now find themselves number one in the nation after back-to-back -back wins against Stanford and UCLA. Harvard finishes the regular season undefeated, and the most exciting conference, the GCC, will be a four-team brawl to the end. Meanwhile, three teams will battle for the fourth and final spot in the Skyac tournament on the final day of the season. All that plus CIF Southern Section Finals predictions on this, episode number 26 of the Cross Pass Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hello and good evening, everybody. Hi, Bosco. Hey. How's it going? Doing well. Almost my birthday. Three yeah. out, two hours and... 44 minutes. 44, I can't do math. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are you excited? I am. You are. I mean, kind of. I mean, because it's my birthday, but I'm just getting fucking old, so it's yeah. Nice. <laughs> Come on and join the club. Yeah. Only a couple weeks behind. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. This. Is, yeah. I don't have anything else to say about <laughs> it, to be honest. Yeah, no problem. Um. So, anyways, here we are. Episode number twenty-six. Yeah. One year below us. Yeah. <laughs> Episode number twenty-six of the Cross Pass Podcast coming at you. Uh. As always, follow us on Twitter at CrossPassPod. Nice and simple there. Um, and you can find us on the Believe Podcast Network. How's that spelled? B-L-E-A-V. Believe. That's right. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. Do you believe? I do. Me too. Um, so yeah, CrossPass Podcast, CrossPass Two Words, Podcast One Word, back again. I think we got a kind of loaded lineup here yeah, tonight. Yeah, a lot, yeah. There is kind of a lot, just because like we're getting down to the wire even more. Not to mention there was just a lot of important games that happened over the weekend. Lots of good anecdotes. We had a TV game. Yeah, watch that. For once, yeah, I actually got to see something. And um, so, yeah, but of course, as we always kick things off with, the trivia. Trivia, 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 five. That's right, five trivias. Uh, last week's question was, who won the 1992 Olympic gold medal? I said Serbia Montenegro. The answer is Italy. Oh, well, shit. Italia. Okay. Yep. Uh, now, this week's question. So, John Mann, former center of Team USA, uh, was admitted into Cal's Athletics Hall of Fame over mm -hmm. this past weekend. Where does he rank on the Golden Bears all-time scoring list and with how many goals? Third with 264. Okay. <laughs> Find out next week, <laughs> okay. as always. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you guys know the answer, or if you think you know, or if Google. you can somehow figure it out, um, then yeah, go ahead and holla at us. You'll get a free answer. shirt <laughs> if you tweet at us. Yeah. Not by us. I don't know, but fuck it. Somebody will give you a yeah, free you'll shirt. You'll want a free shirt at, at your local uh, trivia night at a brewery or yeah. something. Anyway, um, so... New rankings came out yesterday. Tied atop the top of the mountain. Yeah, the Trojan and the farm. Yes. And then UCLA at three because of what happened over the weekend. Pacific Tigers at four. Santa Barbara Gauchos five. Pepperdine Wave six. Cal Bears seven. Long Beach No Nickname eight. Nine. <laughs> Harvard undefeated. UC Davis Horses ten. <laughs> the horses of Davis. I like how you slid in the no nickname there for, yeah. for Long Beach. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks to be Pacific. They just got slid down because SC yeah. finally climbed climbed their way on up. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the headliner for the show here today. At the time, number four, USC took down number one UCLA in the crosstown splashdown. Uh, 10-7. The people on the Twitter sphere, I put up a poll while we were in the middle of a golf round. I was going to say, I didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah, sitting in a golf cart. Um, yeah, everybody picked UCLA. Wrong. Sure shit. Wrong. Trojans proving everybody wrong. Um, Mar and Dossage had a hat trick, two each for Slam Sabodian and Jake Earhart, and only seven saves for Nick Porter. I would say they're all good ones. Yeah. There's a there's that picture that was put up on Twitter of him like stuffing Jake Earhart on a dunk at the two posts. That was oh, that was other wolf. way around. Yeah. God damn it. Never mind everybody. <laughs> Scratch that from the record. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> Fuck. Alright, you read the rest. I'm pretty sad now. <laughs> Nicholas Savoyevich, three G's for the Bruins. Ash Moulton, only one for eight shooting. Cavano, one for five. And Alex Wolf, 12 saves. And I don't know if you saw on Twitter, <laughs> but there's this picture that was tweeted out. It's of him basically <laughs> playing catch with Earhart, like Earhart, like giving him the ball, like that fucking Renaissance painting where they're touching fucking <laughs> fingers. It's like how it was. That's what that should have been the caption for that Twitter photo, like a fucking Renaissance painting. <laughs> you think USA Marvel would have tweeted that out? Hire Bosco, everybody. Yeah. Hire Bosco to be your social media manager. Fire caption. Don't only. hire me. Fire Bosco, you're taking only. over. Yes. You're taking over. Trojans led 5-2 to two in the second and it never allowed Bruins closer than two goals after that. Um, and yeah, we got to watch this game again after because we were in the middle of a joyous Friendsgiving, yes. which I cooked a great ham. Shit was a fuego. <laughs> and I golfed till fucking 68 combined. But either way, <laughs> we watched the game. And there was a lot. It was cool to finally watch water. Oh, like, you know, a big game like this. Big game, yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, obviously, Pac-12 does a good job of, like, kind of streaming the game. Because it's on fucking TV, so that's sick. Yeah. But the sun was terrible. Like, awful. <laughs> 10.30 a.m. start. Yeah. You well, might get a low-hanging sun yeah. with some fat glare coming off of it. It felt like... I wonder would... what it would have been like at noon or 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, you know? I don't know. I don't know about that. But either way, it felt like I was watching it on the computer for a little bit. Like, yeah. They had to, I, they kept like adjusting the camera angles to yeah. try to account for that. Always showing from like behind the goal. Yeah. So that was pretty terrible. And then... The two announcers on the game were Tony Acevedo and I don't know the chick's name. Anne Marie. Anne Marie Anderson. I think it was Anne Marie Anderson. And uh, just kind of an interesting commentary on the game. And I think it goes back to something I like had spoke about last a while, quite a while ago. But it's really I don't understand why they keep putting the announcers or the comment i get why tony's on there obviously like it's tony like you 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 know like if he's gonna do it you're gonna put him on the you know thing i mean he talked a ton about you know his prior experience and stuff like that which was funny but during the whole game like what i like my biggest critique of any time there's water polo on tv or whatever it's always so much explanation of the game what the fuck is that? Like, I don't watch a basketball or a football game, and they're like, all right, well, that is a three-pointer because it was outside that circle thing, and if it's inside, that's only two points. Like, that's how the water polo games are all commentated, like, now, and it's really annoying because, again, we've said this before, the people that are watching these games are not randos just flicking through the TV channels. Yeah, oh, like, look at this. Well, Barbara, you happen to see this shit right here? Never seen this. Like college water polo. Yeah, it's not that. It's like everybody who's an actual fan of the sport. So I would love to hear. I think personally, I think Greg does a good job at that. I think Greg does a really good job of commenting the game here or there. Like he might say something, but I really don't think it's him. I always think it's like a co-host, and I feel like the co-host is always like a player and feel, and they always feel the need to explain what that was and like, well, that's just an ordinary foul or that's just a kick out. It's like again, you're not. This is not – These are everybody watching these games are all people that have played, are playing, are huge fans of the sport, so we know what's going on. So, like, kind of kill – you know, I, I was never excited for that game, watching yeah. it. It was kind of like – Should have just watched it on mute. Yeah. Ex- well, yeah. Like, well, I mean, we sat here, you know, like, kind of just, like, chilling and, like, I don't know. Like, it's a big game, obviously, and it was just kind of like, oh, that was a sick shot or something like that. And I think it has to do with commentary. Like, we yeah. just got done watching, like, a football game and we have basketball on right now and, like, 
somebody just drained a sick three. And like, I guarantee you if we had the sound on, it would have been like, bang or whatever, yeah. you know, like something sick, but yeah. you can't get into these games when they're like, well, the reason why it's a two meter is because the goalie tipped it out. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's fucking annoying to me. Yeah. I think they, I think we have to do a better job of doing that shit. Again, I agree. I know why Tony's on there, but let's get some, like, let's get, let's get some fired up stuff about it. Yeah, no, uh, in this case, as much of a contrarian as I try to be, um, yeah, no, I totally agree. It's just, uh, like having people who are excited and just calling it for the excitement that it is exactly what you're saying, like adds more life to like the game and the broadcast. And like, it could totally, you could be watching a boring game and if people are talking excitedly about it, it's going to make it feel more exciting, you know? And so if you add that to what's already a big time matchup, then obviously everybody is going to win. And um, yeah, like Anne-Marie would throw in her, whoa, and a, yeah, and yeah. A UCLA. Like, but what the fuck is that? Like, that's not. They were talking over each other a bunch. A too, ton, yeah. A and ton. it was kind of like getting frustrating. Yeah. And but. it's like, well, it's, I mean, Tony has so much experience and like, you want to like listen to that, but it's, yeah. but it's also, and then like, she, you know, it's just not a, like, I just want to hear, like, I want to, whoever, and again, like Greg does a ton of these games, and I th- like I said, I think he does a good job of it. But I think we need to get more into like the at like like a TNT broadcast of basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's get some liveliness <laughs> to it here. You know? Hey, you know what they should do? They should, they should get you and I, <laughs> I would, and a couple other people and run a inside the NBA type of deal. Yeah, let's get some if, chucks, some anybody Shaq, some Ernie listening to this. <laughs> Please shout us out somewhere. Get us on. I'd love to announce one of these games. Um, and then another thing that was interesting is that they were announcing from the uh, the stands. Yeah. Like where the There's fans like were. Yeah. I was like, them. that's kind of fucking weird. Like yeah. they did a great job of positioning themselves not to where the drunk people were. I mean, I don't know how many drunk people are at a 10.30 a.m. game. but um, Thank you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, but I mean, there's got to be some college students, you know, like, you know, they're friends of the team, you know, they're a party yeah. and stuff. But like, just imagine like very bad idea to put somebody behind there, like saying some outlandish stuff. But uh, yeah, I thought it was an interesting game. And uh, was this an upset? No, I don't think it was an upset. I think, like I said, for a while now, I still think USC had it in them. I think I wasn't expecting them to kind of dominate like that. Yeah. And then another side note that I thought was interesting, it was a really fast paced game. I don't think that there were that many timeouts taken. No. Like I was thinking about the end of the game and I don't really recall Adam taking a timeout. There was like, I think there was a point where he tried to let the game go for as long as possible, like in trusting his guys were going to get the job done. And then I think he hit a moment in the game where it was like, shit, I'm down by three goals with like, you know, a, a minute 30 left. Like I, like a timeout here isn't really gonna it's kind of erroneous yeah exactly and i i feel like he kind of like took that l like he knew what was coming sort of thing like yeah you know coaching wise like it's like trusting his team and then you know put himself into a situation where it's like why take a timeout we're gonna delay the inevitable here sort of thing uh-huh. so i thought that was interesting i thought it was a really fast-paced game like not a lot of stoppage yeah it definitely like didn't it didn't drag on at all like it seemed like we were done watching it in no time. That's and what I'm like, saying. And you like kind of you looked up and you're like, oh, USC won. Like they, yeah. But and yeah, off of that, considering what I just said, like oh, USC won. My point is that like it didn't really feel like an upset, especially considering that they just beat Stanford. Like it seems like USC has been trending upwards in the last few weeks. Yeah, their stock is on the rise. Yeah, and like UCLA had, has obviously like they've been like really at a evenly high level this whole time like they were kind of something like this was a kind of bound to happen eventually yeah so i think it was like a collision of those two worlds and yeah i mean at the end of the day though also i don't know how much this game really has like how much impact it has moving forward yeah i mean just probably like mpsf standings and like maybe you know at large i think for sure depending on how the mpsf tournament goes but i think it's a pretty bigger impact than yeah i think I think the largest impact is like you they you actually want to fight for the number one seed in the MPSF tournament because then like you get to play Cal in the semifinals or if it's even Cal oh of the tournament of, of the, the tournament. MPSF yeah, tournament okay, yeah, yeah 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 
Yeah, like yeah, like you want you want to position yourself to play against Cal in the semifinal. Yeah. So you get to the championship game because once you get you're that telling even, me you don't think Penn State Baron is gonna make it to the semis? Oh, we're gonna get to or, PSB the OG Austin College, <laughs> the Ruse. Yeah, you're fucking telling Ruse me know how you to don't party. think that they're gonna make it to the semis? Not this year. Man, Not this year. Shit. Hey, if I was a betting man, <laughs> whatever that fucking plus is on that. <laughs> Like Kevin says in the office, if you ever have, you know, plus 10,000, you take it. I'm fucking taking that. Shit. I don't care. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the biggest implications. Because once you get to the championship game, like once you're in that final two, I feel like that is going to kind of like lock up one of those at large bids. Yeah. And so by doing that, you want to position yourself to play Cal in the semis because. Let's be honest, everybody's beating Cal. Yeah, so, just not a good year yeah. for Cal right now. Cal proved me wrong. Let's see it. Um, and yeah, an interesting stat that I saw from the maybe accurate Fosh. I don't know who runs the Fosh here for these high-level teams. Um, but Hunnis, Dobay, one for two shooting between the win against UCLA and last, or I guess two weeks ago now, his win against Stanford. And both of those shots came against UCLA. And the one that he scored was that nasty. Yeah. Although, you know, like the mental shot clock that you have after a foul, like when it's okay to shoot, he released the ball at like 0.1 seconds left in that mental clock. Yeah. He, that is, yeah. Well, I he wouldn't did. be surprised if other people turned that one over. But hey, it was a nasty goal. Yeah, that was. It was pretty sick. Over um, 90. But so I bring this up because he obviously hasn't been doing too well. He only has like 20 something goals this year. Compared to last year, like his kind of like freshman phenom type, now sophomore slumping maybe. Um, so I just wonder like what kind of an adjustment the coaching staff has made with them. Like, hey, like Hunnis, like if it's not like really working for you or it hasn't been, like find other ways to be successful in the pool. And so, and then obviously they've also won both of these games. So, you know, they're kind of finding that winning formula going on. Yeah, I don't know because we both, I mean, you know, we both haven't watched them play a lot. We can only really live off the stats and highlights that we see on the Twitter sphere and stuff. And I think it's like what you said. I don't know what the coaching staff is doing, but like Marin Dosich has like been stepping up huge for them. Like yeah. just he's like overall be just become the leader of that team now. So. You know, with Novavich and stuff like that, he's uh-huh. like basically the overwhelming leader, I feel like. And I think for like Hunnis, like so many people are worried about him. Like it's just like stuff maybe he does away from the ball that's like really setting these people up. And you know if if they do like end up like okay maybe we don't have to worry about him as much. I I think he's a good enough guy, obviously to uh, put the ball away. So I don't know. We'll see. But I mean they're winning right now. So whatever is they're doing or whatever is going on, just yeah. might as well keep it up. Exactly. And just last note on this, UCLA I thought was killing the social media game leading up. They are like posting, kind of, it was kind of like a, like subtweeting if you will, but like on Instagram stories, like just po- them posting a bunch of goals of people, of like their like former players, Alex Rolsa and all that kind of stuff, scoring against USC like in prior wins. Oh, nice. So I thought that was just... I they do a good job. Cool. Like they've been doing like a, they're announcing their signees, you know? Yeah. And they're like, you know, do the whole big picture and stuff mm-hmm. of this. So that's pretty cool. I, I think it's really sweet when teams do that. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see that continue. Um, now, and the other rivalry showdown for the weekend, Cardinal beat down yeah. Cal, dude. Yeah. 15-8. Thanks for coming out, Golden Bears. Yeah. Thanks for making the trip over to Palo Alto. Jeez. Jeez like, so, I mean, Ben Halleck, bro. Ocho. Yeah. Drop the Ocho pack on him. Eight G boys. That's a lot. He yeah. single-handedly tied Cal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Tyler Abramson with the hat trick. 12 saves for goalie Andrew Chun. Yeah, eight Gs is a lot. on, And it kind of goes back. We were talking off air about another game. But also, how do you just let a guy score eight goals? Yeah. Like, that is a ton of – granted, he is the best player in the pool. And, like, start, I – and, you know, Olympian and stuff, but, like, eight goals is a lot of goals to give up to somebody. Yeah. I did see something super funny and very off-tangent. Uh, Stanford, like, tweeted something out, and it was, like, uh, there was, like, a kind of, like, a little interview with Ben Halleck, and it was, like, uh, like Olympian hopeful Ben Halleck, like, talks about his time in form. Like, bitch, Olympian hopeful. He's, like, the only guaranteed guy right now, to be yeah. honest, you know? Yeah. So he's literally like A1 on the roster. Like, okay, who are we starting this team with? Ben Halleck. Like, yeah. 
You ain't, I know the roster ain't come out yet, but you don't need yeah. to say that. It's kind of like when people are putting together ODP rosters. Yeah. Everybody knows he's already going to be on that team before the tryout. Yeah, he's sorry just, about just that sorry. one. Yeah. Sorry. Here's your certificate, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so eight different goal scorers for Cal, so nice to see some balance there, I guess. Um, there were four for 14 on six on five, so I mean, if you... Even if they put away a few more of those, they still weren't going to be close, Yeah, unfortunately. And yeah, the Cardinal, they went up 5-1 to one after the first and just blew right on by Cal. Um, so, but Cal, at least they bounced back to beat UCI 10-7. to seven. Um, Safa, Safa, I still can't say this. Shafak Shimshek. Yeah. And Jack Dealey, he scored four goals in a Shimshek, got into the 150 club. Oh, nice. And can you believe that was Cal's first home win of the year? They've had some good opponents there. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, and then, yeah, found. I found some stats on Stanford. Oh, nice. First, I found it on the MPSF website, and then they were on the Stanford one, but I digress. Um, Halleck, 57 <laughs> goals and Abramson, 50. Yeah. So they're definitely, like, the two leading scores out of all the MPSF teams, like, by far. Because I have USC's right here. Merchep has 37, and then I can remember off the top of my head that UCLA has like three guys in the 30s. Mm -hmm. So they are the most dynamic duo. Yeah. Anyways, um, so USC goes to Cal for a 1 o'clock start on Saturday, and then UCLA heads to Stanford for a 12 noon start on Saturday. Now, um, imagine that UCLA beats Stanford. Is it going to be like a three-way tie for first in the polls? No, because USC beat Stanford most recently and UCLA most recently. So it'd be so Stanford would go to three? Yeah. And then USC and UCLA tied for first? No, USC, USC won. won. Yeah, clear one. All right. Yeah. Um, and then you got you to gotta bring it up, man. You did earlier. Yeah. The battle for not last. Yeah. Even though this wasn't listed as a conference game, they're both conference opponents in the MPSF. The Austin College Ruse uh-huh. and PSB the OG. Yeah, the Ruse won 13-8. to eight. Uh, third win on the season heading into the tournament. Tournament, but uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, they're coming though. God man. damn it! Yeah, it means something. Yeah, no, it's a starting program. They're getting those doves. That's right. Double that win total every year. That's it. Double, always double, and you're and then you're doing well. Yep. Uh, NPSF tournament is at Cal. Uh, next weekend, November twenty sixth through the twenty fourth. The twenty sixth to the twenty twenty second to the twenty fourth. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, we're going to jump over to the East Coast here really quick. Bosco, yeah. I have a question. Can you name all the Ivy League schools? Yeah. What are they? Harvard, Princeton, Brown, <laughs> Penn State. Is Penn State? No, Penn State is a state school. It's obviously not an Ivy school. Harvard, Princeton, Brown. Is it an Ivy school? Harvard, Princeton, Just, Brown. Okay. Um, hold on here. Hold on here. Harvard, Princeton, Brown. I don't know. That's all three I could think of. No. Cornell. Yep, that's one. Only because of the office. <laughs> <laughs> Is How many are there? Eight. Fuck, I give up. <laughs> I'm toast. You're missing Columbia, okay. Dartmouth, uh, the University of Pennsylvania, and Yale. Ah, Yale. That was the one that was there. <laughs> Awesome. On the tip of your tongue. Yeah, I knew it was with a Y. But. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we brought this up because Harvard, man. That would have been a good fucking trivia question to start <laughs> off with. But yeah. Uh, Harvard, man, they done did it. They uh, finished the regular season undefeated, 27-0. 10-0 in the NWPC. Um, this is tied for their most wins in program history from the 2016 year when they went to the NCAA Final Four. Um and just another side note, uh, this senior class, the class of 2020, is the first to win 100 games for the Crimson. Wow. So good for them. Uh, now, wow. uh, now, is is this impressive to you? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, ultimately, you didn't lose a game. The, uh, the, t- the schedule isn't there, but, you know, strength of schedule really isn't there. But uh, to not lose a game, I mean, you could always screw up and lose to a game, you know, lose to a team you shouldn't lose to. So, yeah, I'd say it's impressive. Yeah, I would say so also. Um, yeah. Four one-goal wins. Uh, they were 7-0 and in games that were decided by two goals or less. So, you know, sign of a good team. Yeah. Getting it done and those exactly. kinds of things. Yeah. Um, each of their conference games in November, they won by at least four goals. The closest was 10-6 to against Princeton. 
Um, some of their bigger wins in the year, like the very first weekend, they beat UC San Diego, mm-hmm. which, if I remember correctly, had like a really crazy ending. Like I think Denny Harper got a red card. I thought you were to say arrested. I was like, what? <laughs> no. What the- <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, so they got that one. Uh, they also, I remember they beat San Jose State at one point. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. So now, do you think that carrying this record into the championship tournament, like, almost makes it, like, more difficult? Because, like, now, obviously, the undefeated thing, like, kind of, like, looms. You know, they in the back of their head, maybe. Like, you know, now this is kind of, the, like, the more pressure time. Or do you think that... Like, do you think that they'll ride on too much confidence? Um, that's tough. That's tough. Um, because yeah, once you go undefeated, I don't care who you are. It's definitely in the back of your mind. You know, I think it's crazy to hear some of these professionals talk about like streaks or things like that. They're like, oh no, we don't even talk about it. Like, I think it's a total lie. Like, yeah, of know. course they are. Yeah, and these kids, these guys are out there going to parties. You know, talking to these ladies. Like, yo, I'm on this undefeated team. <laughs> You know, <laughs> we're undefeated. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, like we were, we were freaking. Nobody talks about how good we were, but uh, yeah, I don't know if it's more difficult. I think, I think at, I'm not gonna say it, but I think that somebody, I think they know that an L is is looming here pretty yeah. soon. So, I think it sucks because now the only L that they're gonna take is definitely gonna fucking not like it's gonna screw their season. Yeah, like they're gonna be out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like they they have to win their next two games. Yeah, to so get to get to the big dance. Much rather taking an L earlier in the year than yeah right now. And so. the first one to ruin it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're gonna play the winner of MIT and St. Francis on the twenty third. Um, MIT and St. Francis they just played on the second of November. Uh, the Terriers, which is St. Francis. Yeah. Uh, one twelve eleven. Um, and yeah, Harvard's games against MIT have not been very close. They had a couple close ones with St. Francis earlier in the year, but uh looks like they're rolling. Uh, another Final Four appearance for the Crimson? Nope. Nope. Do you know why? Uh, Wait, do I know why? Yeah, why aren't they going to make the Final Four? Something about a seed. Because the GCC uh. is going to land two teams in the Final <laughs> yeah. Four, baby. That's why. All right. So, yes, moving along now to the glorious GCC. Um. Just quick update from the weekend. Pepperdine beat Long Beach 10-9. Pacific beat down UC Irvine 19-9. And UC Santa Barbara beat San Jose State 13-9. Now, this leaves the standings at Pacific 4-0. They got the number one seed locked up. UC Santa Barbara and Pepperdine are tied for two at 3-1. Long Beach is 1-3. San Jose State's 1-3. UC Irvine 0-4. Now, Hopefully, we can all follow along here. Pepperdine's going to host UC Santa Barbara, which is a super dope matchup for the last game of the season. Yeah. Because they're fighting for that second seed. Why is the second seed important? Because they get a bye. Yes. Now, Pacific goes to San Jose State, which is like why, I mean, they're already undefeated. They're going to lock up the number one. Then Long Beach is at Irvine. So, you could pencil in wins for them. Long Beach is going to be number four no matter what. Right? Mm -hmm. Now... Long Beach has one goal losses to all three of these top teams. Yeah. So it's kind of like, and like they gave Pacific obviously like a really close game, like the closest out of UC Santa Barbara, Pepperdine, and Long Beach. So it's kind of like, it was like almost a trap for Pacific to be like number one because now they're going to face off with their like toughest opponent, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and then, yeah, I mean, I just think it's going to be a really exciting tournament. Um, Yeah. I have some notes here, basically, like, the Tigers, they want to see Pepperdine in the championship because that was the team that they beat, like, by the most in the regular season. Um, And then, essentially, what's going to happen is no matter who wins between Santa Barbara and Pepperdine this weekend, they're going to play each other Mm -hmm. again in the semis of the tournament. So, like, how much does it really matter in that kind of sense, you know? Um, But, yeah, I think the beach, man, the beach might... Run through this tournament real quick. Yeah, I picked them a long time ago. I think uh, they just had a crazy game today where they beat LMU twenty-one to twenty. Yeah, in overtime, a lot of G's. Uh, but yeah, I, I've always had confidence in the LBC. They just have a lot of good goal scorers, and I think if it's comes down to that, I think they can hang with anybody. 
Defense, yeah. maybe not so much, but yeah, it just gave up well, a twenty pack. Doesn't look like anybody's really playing much defense these days. So no, and kind of in the GCC, like so That's many games into like the fifteen yeah. right range. Yeah, makes for some fun water polo. Um, I think uh, I think that's a kind of like a a thing that you could even think about deeper wise, like these 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 recruits that are going to GCC teams. I feel like are all goal scorers. You know, like the top guys are like mm, like I guess well rounded, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, great goal scorer, but also like great defensively, which like makes them like a top recruit. You know, to go to a a Stanford, you know, or sure, a Cal, yeah. Cal U, and then. Next tier would be like you know that like a guy who's just like pure goal scorer. You know what I mean? I we've both played with like guys like that, and like guys guys I can think off the top of my head that are just like pure goal scorers. Yeah. So I think it's like kind of funny to see, you know, like guys that aren't necessarily great at defense, but will fucking put the ball away. You know. Which I mean, ultimately, I think is it's obviously just makes for more exciting water polo. Yeah. And so let's see the GCC grow. And I'm glad that you brought this up because I was thinking about it. Actually, like while I was driving the other day, like so San Jose State has had some really good scores this year. They're ranked like number 12 this week, I think. Like they're on the up and up too. And UCI is traditionally a really good team too. That's just having a down year in my opinion. So I feel like once like these two teams like level up, you know, like it's going to be like a six team, like just like brutal, like. Ball yeah. every single year, and it's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, you see, Irvine has, I think, pretty sure it's a true freshman in the goal, right? Uh, Harrison Land out of Rev. I think so, but I think they've kind of been playing different okay. people. I think lately. he's legit, though, so I think that's like a big thing. Like by yeah. next year, you know, mm-hmm. or even, you know, year three, it's yeah. going to be huge for them, you know, and then to get, they're going to get good recruits per usual. So mm-hmm. I think, like you said, yeah, I think San Jose State and you see Irvine aren't far, too far along. Long Beach State got some good recruits, dude. Some signings and stuff. Yeah. So it's gonna be nice. It's gonna yeah. be nice. Yeah, it'll be fun for sure. Um, so yeah, all these conference tournaments are November twenty-two to twenty-four. Um, this one, the GCC tournament, is gonna be up at Pepper. Excuse me, up at Pepperdine. The Boo. Yep, up in the Boo. Um, so yeah. Gonna go up there, maybe check it out, have some Nobu after, you know. <laughs> Say what's up to some NBA players yeah, as well. I'm in I, there. I got my table in the corner, <laughs> always on lock. That's right, with with Jack Nicholson. Come through after the game. Alright. Um oh and then last note. The reason why I kinda like did all this projecting about the tournament is because the same as the MPSF tournament, like making it to the championship game is gonna be huge when it comes to getting that at large. Yeah. Because the GCC is gonna get for sure. I think at this point, one of the at-large bids, like, oh, they just have yeah. to. Yeah. With how, like, poor Cal has been, like, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. So, anyways, um, on to the WWPA. The horses did it. Yep. They beat the Tritons on UC San Diego Senior Day, yep. 9-7. Yeah. And that was two days after they beat LMU uh, 12-9. So, and, like, probably their, like, toughest stretch of the year. They pulled out the two wins, and they earned that number one seed in the tournament, which is at Cal Baptist this year. In uh, the IE. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in that game against the Tritons, uh, Eric Martell led the Aggies with two goals. Jonah Addington had 10 saves, which on top of the 10 saves he had against LMU, got himself a little conference player of the week swag. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Connor Turnbow Lindenstadt and Calder Hill Jones, both three named dudes, but only put away two goals each against the Aggies. And then Jack Turner had, Jack Turner had 14 saves. And, uh, yeah, I put this on Twitter. The Tritons got the freshest robes in the game. Yeah, Prove me that. wrong. Yeah, they do. Have, those are pretty swaggy. Yeah. Those are expensive robes. I bet. Coming from somebody who knows. Oh. How, those are expensive as shit. But they're sweet. Yeah, they are. Uh, Greg Meskel responded to us on Twitter about it, you know, propping up the UCLA white ones. Yeah. I think that those are pretty swag, but there's just the Tritons ones were just on some yeah, other level. Two color. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, and then actually, hold on. Talking about the robes just sparked my memory. Everybody who lives in Southern California and has Pac-12 Network LA got to see USC suits. Or if you look at that picture of Alex Wolf yeah. and because Earhart is literally up to out of his suit, those are cool ass suits. Just like ah, dude. Yeah. No, de- no, they're not that sick. I thought, I thought that they were like. I had a different thing in my head of what they looked like based on your description. 
Well, ju- since they <laughs> since they just wore black every year, yeah. that was a nice change up. It would have been tight if it was like a black base and then like the pinstripes. I think that would have looked way more tight. I'm not a fan of like, I don't know that color combo. Just I don't know for me, it just looks kind of funky. Pinstripes, I think, is sick. But if it was like the black with like the cardinal and gold, like I think that would be pretty hard. All right, but well, that's just my opinion. Let them know. I'm also colorblind, so. <laughs> It doesn't really help me. <laughs> Let them know when you get them their gear next year. I got them, dude. Yeah. Oh, and then other last, last note. Shouts out to them for probably being like the last college team that still wears True West caps. Yeah. yeah that I old know. school. I was talking about, yeah, I know. That old, old school. Stanford was up there for a while, but now they're yeah. on Turbo Game too. Yep. Yeah. I always like True West. I think West. they we do had... their suits too. Huh? I think they do their suits. True West? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I figured, I dude, I feel like... I hadn't seen or heard of True West in so long that I thought they like went under. No, that guy, my boy Gary West, dude, does everybody's uh, parkas now. Oh, still. Really? Yeah, the parka game's strong. <laughs> he caught a lock on the parka game for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, well, holla. Yeah. Holla at him. Yeah. Good shit for staying in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had True West when I was in high school. I liked those caps. I didn't mind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Davis is the number one seed in the WWPA tournament, UCSD 2. LMU 3, Calbat 4, Concordia 5, Santa Clara 6, Air Force 7, and Fresno Pacific 8. Now, on to the People's Conference. What's it called? The Southern California International Atlantic Conference. <laughs> Wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Southern California Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. Ah, close. Yeah. But the Skyax. Yep, the Skyax, baby, the People's Conference. Yeah. Um... So, big game last Saturday. We kind of previewed it there on last week's episode. Whittier versus Pomona. Yeah. I thought you said Pomona won. No. When I talked to you on Saturday at Friendsgiving. Okay. Well, either way, Whittier won. 7-5. Seven, 7-5. Yeah. Five. Seven, five. yeah. Uh, Dylan Elliott had three goals for the Seychans. Six different scores for the Poets. Dominic Navarre's was the double goal scorer. And then, just like the first time they played, the goalie for the Poets, man, Mirat Ersauce. He's coming up big, man. 15 saves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Pomona led 3-1 after the first, but then the Whittier defense tightened its grip on their little quill pen and gave up only two goals the rest of the way. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, two goals in three quarters. Oof. Yeah, that's big time, baby. Um, now, yesterday was Wednesday. It was. So there were more. Thursday. Yeah, exactly. So there were more conference games last night. Um, Pomona beat CMS in overtime. Yeah, so Pomona moved up to second now. Whittier's in first still, so Pomona two, CMS three, and then Cal Lutheran, Redlands, and Chapman are all tied for fourth. They're all battling for that fourth spot to get into the tournament. Um, Laverne is down there in, what would that be? Seventh, Oxy eight, and Caltech niner. I was uh, thinking about this, uh, how, it, how it is now, like only the top four make it. I would have hated to do that when we were playing. Oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's so shitty. I have, I honestly thought there was like nothing more fun yeah. than like than the tournament at the end. Like everybody, like yeah. like you saw like who was gonna host it yeah. when the schedule came out, and then, yeah, everybody's there. Everybody gets to watch. Like yeah, it was well. Also, like it's like a, a team camaraderie thing. You know what I mean? I remember every like Sunday, you know, after or yeah, Sundays. Yeah, like at, you know, the last game of the tournament, we're just like, holy shit! Like it's you know, it's like done, and you know, yeah. we all hang out and do our thing after the game. But it was kind of like a a final closing, you know, of like yeah. the season. And now, like you know, like you just play your regular conference game, and all right, well, you know, it's a Wednesday, that's it. We'll see you later, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Like the tournament was it, and there was always like some, you know, like we always had a, like a good win on like the day two. Mm-hmm. I think like every year, except for oh, fucking senior year, but like. Yeah. And then even our senior year, we played CMS really close. You know what I mean? It, like, there was always, like, almost that mentality going into it. Like, yeah, you know, so anything can happen sort of thing. You know, don't take anybody lightly. So I think that sucks that they do it like that. Yeah. I'm sure. not a fan of that at all. Yeah, and there's no going back. So. Well, that's more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's uh, one more game left in the conference. And um, so we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Now, what's next, Bosco? The MOPC. <laughs> the M-A-W-P-C. Looks like G-Dub takes the number one seed, even if Bucknell beats Fordham on Saturday. Due to head-to-head, the I'm, G-Dub presidents. 
I'm totally assuming that that's the tiebreaker because it's always a tiebreaker. Yeah, the G-Dub beat Arturo and the Boyson 11-10 in a close game. Rade Yaksimovic got into the 500 goal club after dropping <laughs> yeah. seven against Navy earlier in the day. 500! However, the video they posted was not a goal. It, it was wasn't. A, it was a turnover. It was. But they if called you, it a goal. If you watch it. Yeah, I saw I you're like, it. What the fuck? 118 goals on the season. 500 goals is nasty. Yeah. That is so many Gs. You only get to play four years. Yeah. So that's like at least 125 every year. Yeah, that is good math. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Is he going back to play for like Pro Reco or Partizan or something? They better. <laughs> Holy shit. Look at this guy. Yeah. The tournament will be next weekend as well, which I'm assuming everybody's tournament is next weekend. Yeah. At Bucknell, a.k.a. Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. PA. Shouts out Cheerio is going to be doing good stats. And congrats to Gannon for winning the Mopka West Championship, defeating McKendry 15-14. to We'll get seeded into whole Mopka tournament. Yeah, however that whole thing works. Their, that game-winning goal for them was pretty crazy. Yeah. One on one steal. Yeah, I t- so this was a that that goal that happened was and it's kind of funny because I don't think the goalie's there anymore. Brett Rare. So he was a goalie for Chop Eighteen Boys, and he scored a game winning goal exactly like that for Chop to win like um, either Cal Cup Finals or U.S. Club Championships or something. Same exact situation where like. The goalie made the outlet pass, and the guy shot it right away, and Brett, like, blocked the ball and just went full court, shot, and scored. Nice. And I learned from that, like, and I was still, I had been coaching for quite a while, you know, three or four years at the time, and Greg had mentioned something and, like, talked about it, how if you're ever up by one, tied, or down by one, you never let your goalie make, start with the ball. You always have your field players start with the ball for that reason. Yeah. Because the goalie's out, they're not ready, you know, and they, like, get caught, and that can always happen. And I had a situation similar to that when I was coaching. I remember, like, a a situation exactly like that where I was assisting somebody, and I was like, oh, no, don't do it. And the field players started with the ball, and then they scored. I was like, wow, holy shit, that was crazy. Like. But it's funny, a like, coaching moment for sure for that other team. Like, they're like, oh, my God. Like, I'm never going to do I'm that saying, again. I'm saying, McKendry, coach, are you taking notes, bro? Yeah. No, I think it's crazy. Yeah, up by one, tied or down by one. You never have your goalie start with the ball. It's always going to end bad. Yeah. I didn't know that one. That's news to me, too. Yeah. I never so, thought of it like that. Coaching tip from Bosco. Hey. That I learned, so, yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to backtrack to the Skyac because I realized that I needed to know who Redlands, Chapman, and Kalu play on their last game because it's kind of important. Uh, Redlands and Chapman play against each other. Okay. Well, Redlands Senior Day. Really important. So both of those teams control their own destiny, and then Cal Lou plays at Pomona Pitzer. Okay. So we'll see how it all shakes out there. Yeah. And then, dude, yeah, if Cal Lou wins, and then I don't know how that tiebreaker is going to go at all. Like, is it going to go to, like, better? I think it's, like, best defense, like, whoever gives up the fewest goals in the Sky Act. I'm not even kidding because I'm looking at the standings and like they show like it says points for and points against. It's like fantasy they're, football. They're called goals <laughs> for and goals against. Yeah. So like I kind of laugh whenever I see people call our things points. Like, oh, we're down by two. I'm like, it's not a point. Yeah. It's a goal. Yeah. You're sure. down by two goals. Yeah. Not points. Anyway. Um. So yeah, we'll see how that happens. And um, here we are. Last bit of the podcast. Last but definitely not least, CIF Boys Southern Section Finals is upon us. Saturday. This Saturday at which pool? Woolette Aquatic Center. Are you a fan of that pool? Nope. (laughs) Not a fan of it at all. But I think it's going to be colder, so it probably won't be as bad. Oh, like fewer people? No, no, I mean, well, I mean, no, I think there's still going to be a shit ton of people, but, like, sun-wise, like, oh. so hot there. Oh, yeah, 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 the, the, no, the no shade thing. During the summer, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit more about the higher divisions. Um, Newport Harbor and Harvard-Westlake. Here we go. Facing off once again. Here we go. Yep. Um, let's see here. 
Harvard Westlake beat HB, Huntington Beach 10-7 in their semifinal. Meanwhile, Newport yeah. beat Loyola 9-6. Yeah, Newport was up like the whole game. They were they're basically in control. Harvard Westlake was tied with Huntington yeah, going for a long time. Yeah. They had that baller Cooper who's going to Long Beach State. Yep. Yeah, he's really good. Um, but yeah, so another rematch of basically what it has been. Yeah, I think this is their fourth time playing now this year. Prediction? Oh, geez. Um, let's say that the score is going to be 7-6 in favor of Newport Harbor. Ooh. I think they're going to, because they have that bitter-ass taste from losing in last year's final. Yeah. They've got these seniors. Yeah. Like, I just, I think that, you know, things are going to come kind of full circle for them. I'm going 9-7 Newport. All right. <laughs> yeah. 9-7 Noops. So we shall see. Um, Harvard Wesley beat Modern Day in the first round, eleven three, and Loyal. I'm sorry, Newport Harbor beat Oaks Christian eleven eight in their first round. Now on to Division Two. Mm-hmm. In the finals, we have Foothill High School versus San Clemente. Foothill upset Palos Verdes, the number one seed, ten nine in the semifinals last night. Uh, sophomore scored six goals there for Foothill. Yeah, Matos. Yeah, six G's as a sophomore, and their goalie is nasty. Yeah, he's legit. Um, and I am going to take Foothill that game. Okay. And I'm going to score it, man, 11-10. All right. 11-10, yeah. 11-10 for the Foothill? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go, uh, I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm going to go, like, 15-12, uh, in favor of the Tritons of San Clemente. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. In Division 3, we got Sure upsetting LB Wilson 11-10. So Sure will be playing Santa Barbara, correct? Uh, yeah. yes. Yeah, Santa Barbara. Oh no, Sure does Sure be Sure be Beckman. Correct? In the semis? Let's see. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. No, yeah. no, no, it'd be Long Beach Wilson. Oh, it did. Who beat Beckman? Oh, no. Sorry. I'm looking at the quarterfinals. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, sure beat Beckman 7-5 in the semis. Yeah. And Santa Barbara beat Northwood 10-9. Yeah, both really close games. And, dude, that, it's funny, like, that Northwood team, they've been, like, on the come up, too. Like, I remember when we were playing, Northwood was really good. Like, I think when Steve was there and stuff. But, uh, yeah. And also, um... What do you call it? I was, I was looking... When I was looking at the brackets, uh what do you call it, this morning, mm-hmm. and everybody that was going through it. So I was like, okay. So Division One is uh, Newport Waterpolo Foundation against LA Premier. Yep. And then uh, for Division Two, we got SoCal against SC Tritons. <laughs> and then in Division Three, we got Commerce against Santa Barbara Premier. <laughs> and then <laughs> Division Four, we have... I don't know what Jay Sarah's club is or what if they have anybody. Uh, OC. Yeah, I don't OC know. OC Waterpolo, maybe SoCal. San Juan Hills, I'm pretty sure, is Imperial Water Polo Club. Uh, and so, yeah, let's talk about that. So we have Jay Sarah against San Juan Hills. Wait, you're not going to Purdue? Oh, I thought I did. Predict Division Three. Oh, I didn't? No, oh, I'm taking sure. I got to hold it down for my boy, Brian Hamed. <laughs> yeah, shout brother, out, Brian. Little brother, Axel Hamed. Let's That's get it, right. dog. Let's get it. Also, I like when Sure and these teams, like com- these Commerce Swaggy teams, win. Dude. Dude, I called it before, like heading into this, yeah. like before the Long Beach Wilson game, like that Commerce ball just throws people off, and I fucking love it. Yeah, there's a, especially on the girl side, like girl side, just dude. Sure, also just wonderful powerhouse right now. Like yeah. all these Commerce kids go in there. Yeah, and yeah, they're crushing it. Yeah, so I'm gonna take Sure. Um, playing Santa Barbara. Man, I don't know. 8-5. Eight, 8-5? Five. Eight, five? I'm going sure 12-8. Okay. Yeah. I just, those kids, man, they just come up in those big-time games, and yeah. like they're just going to score some just like random-ass like 21 pick, just like yeah. uh, like old Papa Picho. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, okay. just take it. What? That's what they call them. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know how many goals he scored like that for Montebello. Yeah. Um, And then also I got to shout out Beckman, dude, making their first semifinal, the Patriots. Uh, they are also Patriot Water Polo Club. <laughs> really? Yep. 
Dude, you know, I can't. I just can't. Yeah, they have a good 16s and 18s team, which explains why they're in the semis. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so on to Division 4, J. Sarah, San Juan Hills. Yeah, so J. Sarah beat Pacifica 13-8. to Don't really think it was ever a game. I don't know. I wasn't really there, but just J. Sarah's balling. And then San Juan Hills beats El Dorado in overtime 9-7. No, you mean that one kid from that's San Juan what I, Hills. That's what I was going to say. The boy drops nine Gs. Going, the dude going to SC, Max something. Miller, maybe? Miller, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Dropped a nine pack on him. Dude, how do you let somebody score nine Gs <laughs> on you? That's not unacceptable. Yeah. I also think about it like, yeah, you're pro- like, literally nobody else scored. So, what? like, just double team, the triple team that guy. Who cares? Yeah. Like nine goals, especially like in overtime too. It's like, oh my god, dude! Like, come on. Yeah. There's gonna be a duck in the water there somewhere you can leave open. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pick Jay Sarah to win this one. Um, eleven nine. Eleven nine. All right, I'm gonna go San Juan Hills. Um, same score, eleven nine. Okay. Uh, so next we have Mission Viejo, which is Power Aquatics. Power Aquatics. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's. I don't know. I if love a, it. I don't know if a lot of them, but I know like for a fact that like Power Aquatics is like out of Mission Viejo. Okay. So I don't know. And then Tribuco Hills, uh, I'm not too sure about. <laughs> I don't know clue where T Hills, what they run. Uh, Mission Viejo beat Palm Desert pretty handily, fourteen to nine in the semis, and T Hills beat St. Francis nine seven. Um, don't really know too much about these teams, but my company does Mission Viejo's gear, so I'm picking Mission Viejo. Diablos, Mark Yeet. Sanchez. Yeet. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 10-6, Mission Viejo. All right. And because you picked them, I'm going to pick the <laughs> other side. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go with Tribuco Hills. Which, when you said T Hills, you remind me, isn't that that club from Oregon? Tulatane. Tool, 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 I think it's. I think it's we do their gear too. Tulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do their gear too. Uh, yeah, T Hills is going to win six to five. Okay. All right. Uh, Division six, we have Crespi. And man, I cannot think. So Crespi is. Crespi's like Los Angeles area. Shouts, shouts out to my boy Sasha because that's where he went. Really? Yeah. And no, so he lives in Northridge. Um, so I think, I think Crespi's in Encino. Okay, so maybe LA Water Polo, maybe yeah. LA Premier. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Crespi beat Los Altos, the Conquerors, thirteen to seven, and then Redlands beats Valencia seven five. Redlands Renegades. But either way, um, man, I don't know. I'm gonna take the. I think I'm pretty sure Redlands is the underdog here. So I'm going to say in an upset, they win 7-6. to six. All right. We do their gear. Bold Shout out. <laughs> I'm going to pick Redlands, too, um, just because I remember the very first ever CIF finals I went to. I think it was also the first year that they had it at Woolet in 2000 and 2007. And, uh, yeah, Marietta Valley, <laughs> shouts out, played Redlands, and Redlands beat them in, like, a big-time upset. Because back then, dude, Marietta Valley with the true West Caps, they were just big ass, like just corn fed farmer boys, dude. And they were just huge. Yeah. And then Redlands just counterattacked Swag and they beat them. And like the Redlands, the Redlands goalie saved like at least one five meter against this guy. Like I think his name is Jordan Keppen. He went on to play at Long Beach. And yeah, that was like, that was like definitely a big time. First hand experience for me to see. I was like, damn, this is cool ass. Well, it's funny that you say counterattack because have you seen Redlands pool? It's really bad. It's a bathtub, yeah. They're so, really, but they've been like a powerhouse swim team. Yeah, for they're forever. super good at swim. Yeah, yes. shouts out Eric Dyer. Yeah, oh, Eric Dyer. Yeah, oh, that's old school. Yeah, uh, and then last but certainly not least, we got Division Seven with the Rancho Mirage Rattlers. In the <laughs> Is that their mascot? Yeah, Rattlers. Yo, we do their gear, and then we do Ontario. Shouts out John Torres and Tyler Rook. <laughs> uh, the Ontario Jaguars got both of them. Um, and let's just say Rancho Mirage might have had the easiest route to a CIF final in the history of CIF. Starting with their first round bye, and then they play San Gregorio in the quarters and win that one 15 to 1. But they're not stopping there. They go ahead and charge the semi over San Bernardino 24 to 3. <laughs> 
They play him left-handed in the semifinal game. I'd like to see like stats for this game. Like, yeah, somebody had to have scored more than nine. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't know. Ontario beat Marino Valley eleven five in the other semi. I'm pretty sure Rancho Mirage has just like dominated this whole division all year long. Ontario's been doing pretty well too, but uh, I don't. I'm gonna go fourteen fourteen seven Rancho Mirage. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, dang, that lopsided. They're just gonna double up on the Jags. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I God. think that this. I think that they're really. I, I mean, you know, really good for yeah. the Jags. They're like, kind of steamrolling yeah. everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go Rancho Mirage. Um, but I'll be a little bit nicer to our friends John and Tyler, and I'll say fifteen eleven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Um, also, another CIF story. So the same year, two thousand and seven. Um, was the first year of Division Seven, mm-hmm. and I remember watching. It was Catella High School versus oh fuck, who was the other team? Oh man, I can't remember. But because Catella won, that's why I remember them. But uh, I remember like they had everybody lined up right facing the crowd, like on the near side where like all the big stone step seating is. Yeah, and uh, like they're doing like the introductions, right? Clap, clap, everybody, clap, clap, and then like one of these kids, like towards the end of the line. For I believe it was Catella. Um, like you could just kind of tell he was like a JV player who was brought up. Yeah. He like steps forward, like when they announce the name, he steps back and he fell straight down into the pool, like 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 an elevator. Like he just stepped into an elevator shaft. I remember you. And everybody me was like, <gasps> like, yeah. cause dude, that cool. Imagine how close he might have been to like hitting his face, like yeah. even like clipping his nose or his chin, like oh, yeah. just watching it. So that was two thousand eight. Okay, so it was two thousand eight. Uh yeah, and they played Valencia Placentia okay. that year. Wait, so no, so I think that so you're talking about the year after. So two in two thousand seven, uh in Division Five, Redlands beat Marietta Valley seven six. Oh, and then in two thousand eight okay. is when Catella was the first okay. year of Division yeah, Seven. Yeah, because I showed up and I wanted to watch all like every single game that year. You know who else then, won in two thousand eight? Wait, one of wait, our wait, f- wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. <laughs> it has to be Montebello. Yeah, over Myriad of Valley, yeah, yeah. over B. Jones. Over, yeah, literally over B. Jones, <laughs> e. Gonzo with the lob. <laughs> yeah, Gonzo, Cheerios. Yeah. Um, Los Osos won that year. Yeah, Eli Bonilla was the goalie. Mm-hmm. Who else did they have? They had the guy in number five. Yeah, Jonathan was his name. But either way. Jonathan Ruiz, that was his name. Mm. We played them, I think, that year. We played them in like the semis of the Ayala tournament. Yeah. Like my junior, my senior year, and yeah, they just waxed us. It was not. It yeah. was too easy. But I digress. Yeah, <laughs> that's the end of that, dude. Talk about being old, man. Can't remember your dates anymore. Can't get anything straight. My vision is going bad. <laughs> Looking at the TV, got to squint just to see my boy Kenny over yeah, there on the, inside the NBA. On. He's got the right idea. <laughs> Hey, so yeah, for reals though, shout us out if anybody wants us to announce their games. <laughs> yeah. I know I got approached once last year after announcing a game live about it. Might have to follow through for next season or maybe a little women's season. Yeah. Like Jerry Maguire once said. Show me the money. That's right, baby. Let's yes. go. Somebody's got rent to pay. Yep. Um, oh, so yeah. this was episode number 26 of the Cross Pass Podcast. The next time you hear us, it's going to be episode number 27 which is going to correspond with both of our ages now. Everybody, wish Bosco happy birthday tomorrow. Yeah. November 15th, 2019. Yep. Shout him out on Twitter at Bobby Bosco. His thing is private, so he's <laughs> going to have to accept it first, <laughs> yeah. but it's worth it. Once you gain access to his TL, it's over, baby. Hooray! Fire! <laughs> Straight fire content. That's the content you're here for. <laughs> that's, that's the content you didn't know that you needed, yes, but you got it. Exactly. So anyways, this was the CrossFast Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at CrossFast Pod. Find us on the Believe Podcast Network. Signing off. Goodbye. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.